Welcome to the Mariners cast presented to you by Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. It is Friday, September 15th. The Mariners are getting ready to host the Los Angeles Dodgers in Seattle for a three-game set today, Saturday, and Sunday. The Mariners are 81-65, and 65, one and a half games behind the Astros and a half game behind the Texas Rangers in the American League West. They are currently the third wild card in the American League, a game and a half on top of the Toronto Blue Jays. The Blue Jays play the Red Sox this weekend at home. The Rangers are in Cleveland to take on the Guardians, and the Astros are in Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Royals. Mariners have 16 games left. That's all. They've got 16 games to hold on to this wild card spot or win the division. Three of them are against the Dodgers, as I said this weekend. Three are in Oakland. Mariners have three in Texas. And then three at home against the Astros and four against the Rangers at home to close it out. So this is very much the stretch run. Every game matters at this point in time. No more. You know, we'll make it up later. Got to minimize the mistakes. Got to get back to that great pitching. The Dodgers are 88 and 57. They are uh, arguably the best team in baseball. I would put them probably number two just behind the Atlanta Braves, um, right there with the Orioles and the Rays. Uh, But the Dodgers are a juggernaut. Mariners are welcoming in a very tough team. On today's Mariners cast, we will cover the Dodgers, talk a little bit about their lineup, um, talk about the pitchers the Mariners will be facing this weekend, and talk a little bit about whether, like, how much does this series really matter, right? So the Mariners are facing a, what is clearly, you know, the top of the class in the National League. Um, Everyone's coming out to see the Dodgers. Just about everybody has a family member somewhere who grew up a Dodgers fan. I certainly did. I had to call my grandfather on my Filipino side to, uh, when the Dodgers were on Saturday game of the week, to let him know that the Dodgers were playing. He was a huge Dodgers fan. Um, you know, storied franchise. Uh, tons of players on that have played for the Dodgers have been my favorites over the years. Fernando Valenzuela, uh, Alejandro Pena, who was a reliever. Ramon Martinez, one of my favorite pitchers of all time. Certainly Eric Davis, uh, Eddie Murray, uh, Daryl Strawberry. You know, the list goes on. And currently, this is a really fun tough uh, Dodgers team. So Mariners have their work cut out for them, certainly in this series. And then you've got Houston in, like I said, in Kansas City. That's really a a pushover type series. The Mariners have to keep pace. I don't think that the Guardians are an easy out, especially at home. I expect uh, Lucas Giolito, who I believe goes tonight uh, for the Guardians. I expect him to bounce back. Some of his outlying metrics are pretty good against Texas, and then um, Toronto and Boston, that's a pretty even matchup. So Mariners got to keep pace, and it's not an easy thing to do when you're playing the Los Angeles Dodgers. So offensively, the Dodgers um, have two of probably the top three MVP candidates in the National League. I believe the MVP in the National League will come down to Ronald Acuna 
Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Betts and Freeman play every day. Betts and Freeman hit one, two at the top of that lineup um, for the Dodgers. Mookie Betts is the number one player in uh, Fangraph's war this year at 8.2 war. You know, we just got done talking about Julio at six. So that's how good Mookie Betts has actually been. His triple slash, 312, 412, 607 slug, which is good for a 1019 OPS, 174 WRC plus, 39 homers, 13 steals, almost a 14% walk rate, and about a 16% K rate. Mookie Betts is amazing. Fun player to watch if you haven't seen Mookie Betts in person. Um, does not do it with pure strength. Does not post uh, elite exit velocities. Knows how to hit the ball. Knows where to hit the ball. Um, he hits at the top of that lineup. Starts in right at right now at second base. Actually, that's the other cool thing about Betts is imagine Julio Rodriguez being Julio and the Mariners saying, you know what? In your past, you played some second base some middle infield. Um, how do you feel about just switching midseason and playing second base for us? That's where we need you. A player of that caliber, like a Betts, going from right field where he's been for the majority of his uh, major league career, almost all of his major league career, he did play in the middle infield, in the minor leagues for the Red Sox. But just to say, you know what? You can do it and you can probably do it at a pretty elite level. So we're going to insert you at second base now and to put up the year that he has. So Betts is a unique player, a phenomenal player, a lot of fun. The only thing about Mookie Betts that bothers me is that he wears number 50, and I don't know why. I never liked it in basketball. It always symbolizes, like, the big slow guy to me in basketball, uh, Ralph Sampson, I think of Greg Kite. Um, and then, you know, in baseball, 50, I don't know, maybe 50 would be a, some sort of middling starting pitcher, but that's about it. So to see this 5'9", you know, second base right fielder where number 50 is a little strange to me. Moving on. Uh, Freddie Freeman hit second. He was signed by the Dodgers in March of 22, away from the Atlanta Braves. Freddie Freeman is 34 years old and he's probably having the best season of his career. Hitting 337, 414, 576 slug. 10% walk rate, 17% K rate, 26 home runs, 18 stolen bases, leading the team at first base in stolen bases for Freddie Freeman. Um, he is on my home uh, fantasy team. I do appreciate me some Freddie Freeman. Uh, Will Smith hits third. Their catcher, right-handed. Will Smith has 18 home runs on the year, 12% walk rate. He's hitting a 269. Uh, Will Smith is one of the few catchers who is more valuable than Cal Raleigh. Um, to their team, Will Smith is a very good uh, defensive catcher as well. Hitting fourth uh, is Max Muncy, left-handed, um, stocky dude. Some could call him pudgy if you really wanted to. Plays third base. Max Muncy is a very much a uh, three true outcomes type of dude. Uh, 15% walk rate, 27% K rate. <clears throat> He's only hitting 208 but he has 35 home runs. So big power, um, big threat, plays an okay third base. He hits fourth DH, J.D. Martinez. Um, they signed J.D. Martinez in the offseason. He is now 36 years old, uh, has been a DH for a long time. Astros, Red Sox, Diamondbacks, um, list goes on. 
J.D. Martinez has been a bit of a revelation this year. They didn't expect him to be as good as he's been. 26 homers, a 549 slug. Um, David Peralta hit sixth in left field. Uh, he has not been great. Seven homers, 5% walk rate. He's hitting 268. Uh, left-hander, if the Mariners had a left-handed starter, he would not be um, starting. You might see him rest one of these three games. Jason Hayward starts in right field, hitting seventh. He, too, has been a revelation. Some of that Dodgers pixie dust uh, signed after his contract expired. I don't know if he got cut or his contract expired with the Cubs. Um, this offseason, he is now 34. Hayward's left-handed. Uh, 269, 348, 481 slug, 14 home runs, but they have been smart enough to hit him exclusively against right-handed pitching. 10% walk rate. James Outman, their center fielder, hits eighth. He's a bit of an older prospect at 26 years old, left-handed, very, very good athlete, big dude, um, 507 plate appearances. He's in 248, 357, 428, 3.9 uh, fan war, 19 homers, 15 steals, and almost a 13% walk rate. He does strike out at a 32% clip. Then hitting ninth, Miguel Rojas, who they acquired from the Miami Marlins in the offseason to uh, play shortstop when they realized Gavin Lux was not going to uh, play this season. Rojas is a defensive shortstop, is not a very good hitter. Uh, Rojas, three homers, eight steals, 7% walk rate. He's hitting 234. So you've got a couple of pretty easy outs in that lineup in Peralta and Rojas. But outside of that, um, the Dodgers have a very good lineup, very, very good lineup on the bench names like Austin Barnes, uh, the Seattle, the beloved Colton Wong, um, who's actually started to hit for some power with the Dodgers is on that bench. Ahmed Rosario, who they acquired from, uh, the guardians near the deadline. He hits lefties very well. I wouldn't expect the Mariners to see him much in this series. Chris Taylor who was once a uh, Mariners prospect, 33 years old. He's on the bench. And Kike Hernandez, who they acquired from the Red Sox uh, this trade deadline as well. So balanced offense, pretty old team, um, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. They don't get themselves out. You've got to pitch to them very well. You've got to be able to attack them in a way and not make mistakes, um, especially that top three or four, Betts, Freeman, Smith, Muncie is not – easy. So Mariners pitchers are going to have to focus. Um, you can't cruise through this team. They're not going to give you anything. Pitching wise, the Mariners will see uh, Bobby Miller in game one. He is arguably, was arguably their top pitching prospect coming into the year. I liked Gavin Stone a little more. Gavin Stone has not pitched well this this season. Bobby Miller, former first round pick out of Louisville, big dude, 24 years old. Uh, I believe he's 6'5", 225, if I'm not mistaken, something in that range. Uh, he is, sorry, give me one second here. Bobby Miller is 6'5", 220. He was picked 29th overall in 2020 by the Dodgers, as I said, out of Louisville. 9-3 with a 3.98 ERA and a 1-1-4 whip, 101 and two-thirds innings, 92 strikeouts in his last start in Washington. D.C. on the ninth, seven innings, six hits, five earned runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. He has been more of a ground ball pitcher and less of a strikeout pitcher than I think uh, he was billed to be coming up. 
22% strikeout rate, but a 48% ground ball rate. His own contact rate is a couple percentage points below league average. Uh, he does throw very hard. Right-handers hit him better at 263 than lefties 201. Um, he is forcing fastball at 99. Uh, throws more of those to lefties than righties. Sinker at 99 as well. More of those to righties, but pretty balanced. Curveball at 81. Left-handers see the curveball. Slider at 90 miles an hour average. That's to right-handers. That is a tough, tough pitch to hit. And then a changeup that he throws a lot to lefties as well, about 15% of the time at 89. So five-pitch pitcher, four-seam, sinker or two-seam, curveball, slider, changeup. All of those are at least 15% usage. Uh, so, you know, it's hard to know what's coming from him. With rate with rates wise, 35% whiff rate on the curve, 39 on the changeup. Um, so pretty good whiff rates on those pitches as well. I think Bobby Miller will end up being a mainstay in the middle of that rotation for the Dodgers for a long time. He's not a free agent until 2030. Um, has pitched decently this season, has had some some uh flashes of brilliance, but I think you can from a performance standpoint, um from even from a quality standpoint, Miller fits right in that same mold as the way we talk about uh, Bryce Miller and Brian Wu. Very valuable, controllable young pitching. Um, you know, he's got, he looks to be a horse. Uh, so the Mariners have to, there's not a, he doesn't have a ton of weaknesses. Um, all five of his pitches have performed pretty decently. The hardest hit have been, the four seamer and the slider. Uh, but he doesn't have any pronounced weaknesses that you can really truly attack. So you got to go up there and be patient with him. Uh, he doesn't walk a ton of guys. Uh, you got to really, I think really zero in on a specific pitch and look for that pitch. So Bobby Miller opposes George Kirby. George Kirby is now 10 and nine with a three, four, eight ERA and a one Oh five whip. He's thrown 165 and two thirds innings in his last start. In Tampa, six and a third, five hits, four runs, two walks, six strikeouts. I believe um, a couple of those runs came after he came out of the game. Uh, I think he pitched a little better than that line says. But uh, and he did throw 15 splitters in this game out of 102 pitches, which is something that I always talk about looking for. So Mariners need um, good George Kirby against the Dodgers for sure. I'm sure they're going to come to uh, T-Mobile with a strong attack plan against Kirby. Um, and Bobby Miller's not an easy out. So going to be a battle. Mariners got to focus um, on this Friday matchup. Saturday, 640 first pitch. It is Clayton Kershaw, Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, Clayton Kershaw against Bryce Miller. Clayton Kershaw, for those who don't know, is left-handed, 35 years old, 6'4", 225. Um not quite the same pitcher that he was uh, in his prime. He leads with the slider now instead of the fastball, which I find interesting. He's slider, fastball, and curveball. He's thrown a couple of changeups this year, but not many. Uh, Kershaw's the man, right? Kershaw is is as much of the man in L.A. as to the Dodgers as, say, Sandy Koufax was. Left-hander a long time ago, right? Clayton Kershaw is... His career has been that good. The real question with him over the last couple of years is health. 
I don't think the Dodgers or anybody in the fantasy community really ever expects any more than, say, 130, 140 innings from him each season now. Uh, he is 12 and 4 with the 261 ERA and a 107 whip. Um, his XERAs or XERA and XFIP are a bit higher, about a run higher each. I think some of that comes from, uh, especially with the XERA, comes from an 88.5% left on base percentage, which is very high. Um, he also knows how to pitch with runners on. So Kershaw's tough. Last start was on the fifth. In Miami, five innings, five hits, three runs, five walks, three strikeouts. Not a great outing. His last five innings-wise have been five innings, five innings, two, five, and five. So expect five innings from Kershaw if he's cruising and hasn't thrown a ton of pitches, maybe six. Um, But a good thing for the Mariners to get into that bullpen if they can. It is a strong bullpen, but you want to get Kershaw out of there. 28% whiff rate, 13.5% swinging strike rate, pretty straightforward, standard Clayton Kershaw stuff. Um, chase rate is above league average. Chase contact is 7% below league average. Uh, so hitters chase against him and they don't make contact on, on the pitches they chase. 7.2% first pitch strike rate. Um, so you got to go up there ready to swing. He dominates lefties, 167 average, 250 slug. Um, righties hit 221 with a 401 slug, not particularly great as well. As I said, he leads with a an 87-mile-an-hour slider that has a 36% whiff rate. His four-seam fastball, 91 miles an hour, only a 9.8% whiff rate. And then the curveball, which you know is kind of his signature pitch, he throws 18% of the time at 74 miles an hour and has a 34% whiff rate. So really, the one pitch that you might be able to hit off of Kershaw is the fastball. Fastball surrendering a 288 average and a 460 slug. The other two pitches, 175 and 189. So get yourself into a fastball count, hunt fastballs, and hope he doesn't have great command of the slider and the curve, because if he does, you're done. Bryce Miller going for the Mariners, 8-5 and five with a 405 ERA at this point, 117 and two-thirds innings. Um... 4.8% walk rate, which is good for the 94th percentile. Um, very good control for Bryce Miller this season. Uh, about a 23% K rate. His last start was in Tampa on the 10th. Five innings, nine hits, five runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. It seems to be something he's doing recently where he had, gives up one big inning and then kind of settles down. He did that against Tampa as well. Um of interest in that start, 93 pitches, only 36 of them were four-seamers, uh, 19 change-ups, which is stunning from Bryce Miller because his change-up usage, even after that game, is only 5.2%. So tons of change-ups compared to his uh, yearly average. 16% or 15 sweepers, 13 sliders, 10 sinkers. So five pitches. Uh, It's fun to see Bryce Miller throw five pitches. We just need to see him be more effective. The other thing of note from that start, 36% whiff rate, 10 whiffs on 23 forcing fastball swings. That 36% whiff rate compares to a yearly average of 25%. So more whiffs, more swing and miss, um, seven strikeouts in five innings, but he did give up some hits and runs. But I think the swing and miss from Bryce Miller is a sign of uh, positive things to come from him. 
he too needs to go out there and focus and dominate. Sunday, 110 start, uh, TBD to the Dodgers probably will be one of Emmett Sheehan, who uh, is a young right-handed starter, throws in the high 90s, really dominant changeup. Was not expected to pitch for the Dodgers this season, um, but has, has been hot and cold. Gavin Stone, another right-handed rookie starter, same type of thing, doesn't throw quite as hard as Sheehan. He sits more low 90s, but a 70-grade change. Uh, Problem with that, with him, is that he doesn't have a whole lot of a breaking ball, and so the lack of velocity plus no real breaking ball to speak of, effective breaking ball to speak of, makes him hittable. Or former Mariner Ryan Yarborough, uh, who's coming off maternity leave, he is a lefty. I could see them doing some sort of bulk sort of thing with one of the young right-handed starters and then Yarborough. Uh, Still not an easy out, despite the fact they haven't named who it's going to be. They just have a ton of pitching talent, same way the Mariners do. Logan Gilbert going for the Mariners, 13-5 and with a 3.62 ERA and a 106 whip, 174 innings, 4.4% walk rate, 25% K rate. Um, Y'all know Logan. Uh, Started... Last start was on the 11th against the Angels, seven innings, six hits, three runs, one walk, five strikeouts. So in this series, you know, Kirby versus Bobby Miller, uh, if Kirby hasn't hadn't had the poor starts, the last couple of starts, I would say advantage Mariners very clearly. Um, Given where Kirby is at in this moment, I'd say it's a pretty even matchup. Uh, Bryce Miller against Clayton Kershaw. I love Miller, but you got to give the Dodgers the edge there. And then Gilbert against TBD, you give the, you know, you give the advantage to Gilbert, but that doesn't mean the Dodgers are out of it in this game. Uh, bullpen wise, they have suffered some injuries. Well, quite a few injuries, to be honest with you, but uh, still have a very good bullpen. Evan Phillips is a dominant closer at the end of that bullpen. Ruzdar Gratterall throws a 100-mile-an-hour sinker. Caleb Ferguson from the left side. And then guys like Joe Kelly, Alex Vessia, Ryan Brazier, Caleb Ferguson. Um, Bullpen is good. They like the Mariners. You expect anyone coming out of that Dodgers bullpen to shove. Um, And then injury-wise, they've been hit really hard this season with uh, Gavin Lux going down. Before the season started, Walker Bueller coming back from TJ. Tony Gonsolin looks like is going to have TJ. Dustin May as well. So really, three fifths of if every if everyone was healthy on the Dodgers, three fifths of their rotation um, is currently on the disabled list and out. So despite all the injuries, the Dodgers are still the Dodgers. Uh, one other note with the Dodgers rotation: Julio Urias is on. I think on the restricted list for a pending domestic violence charge. Um, He slots in as their number one or two starter if he was not on that list. So Mariners wise, they miss him. Um, Don't have much more to say about that. So this series is exciting. It's the Dodgers. It's comparing your team against a uh, a team that has been dominant over the last few years. Both teams are similar in terms of having really deep pitching. Uh, they have a, much more of a veteran offense led by veterans, whereas the Mariners are led by more younger offensive players, but in some ways similar teams. And 
again, exciting to be playing the Dodgers. I get it. I love seeing teams that you don't, you're not used to seeing, uh, play the Mariners sell out. It's going to be nuts, right? T-Mobile is going to be bananas. Uh, that area down by the stadium is going to be bananas. It's going to be a party. It's going to be a blast, but don't forget that while these games are incredibly important, each game is with 16 left. You just have to stay close to Houston and Texas until those last 10 games. Those last 10 games, because they are against your direct competition, mean twice as much. And and so, again, while it's exciting to, for this Dodgers series, I'm super pumped to watch. It's going to be a blast. Those last, last 10, if 10 games are the most important. If the Mariners lose two of three, if the Mariners go down, say, two games, three games even, coming out of this weekend, is it time to panic? Um, maybe a little bit, right? Make you nervous. But you've got to remember that they can make up tremendous ground with seven left against the Rangers and three left against the Astros. So their destiny is still in their own hands, um, regardless of what happens this weekend. I'm super excited for it. It's going to be a freaking blast. Uh, those of you who have not checked out yesterday's episode, uh, I got to spend about an hour talking with Jason Churchill, a prospect insider. Um, was an absolute blast for me uh, to host him on the Mariners cast. He is someone I followed for a long time. Super knowledgeable about the Mariners. Super down dude. Um, was a lot of fun. So go listen to that. Uh, if you can, that was yesterday's Mariners cast. You can find that on iTunes or um, on the Sports Ethos website. I also posted links to that on my Twitter. Uh, and this weekend, it's going to be fun. Me personally, going to be watching that uh, UW-Michigan State game. Certainly watching a ton of baseball. Bowling Green plays at Michigan. That's my alma mater. Um, just a weekend full of fun. You got Seahawks at 10 against the Lions. Uh, but again, first love, Seattle Mariners. Mariners are in the thick of the hunt. Uh, Dodgers are in town. Should be an absolute blast. I appreciate everybody listening to the Mariners cast. Uh, if I have the opportunity, I will certainly post something on Saturday or Sunday. You can also find me on the Seahawks 360 with Candace Hagens. We are going to record our uh Detroit Lions preview tomorrow morning. That should be up Saturday afternoon. Go check that out as well. Uh, I guess I'm a lot busier than I think I am. There's a lot going on between uh, speaking with Jason yesterday and the Mariners cast and the Seahawks cast and all the college football and whatnot. So as I always say, uh, enjoy that weekend, drink that beer, do your barbecue, whatever it is uh, y'all like to do when it's nice out. Um, have a blast. This is the absolute best time of year with uh, stretch run baseball, college football, NFL. Um, life doesn't get much better than this. So appreciate the listen. This is the Mariners cast presented to you by Sports Ethos. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior 20. That's T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0 and the podcast at Ethos. Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, y'all. Enjoy the weekend. Peace.